and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour. It's good to be back. We've had a week of absence. Apologies for that. I am joined in the studio. It's myself, Dean Ryan, Dem and Nolan, and we have a newcomer. It's Gavin Garrity. Gavin, how are you? Chris, uh, pleasure to be here. Yeah, nice. That's, that's a far better start than Dave McGurin gives us. Demo, how are you? I'm all good, Dino. How are you? Very good. Let's talk about last week's racing. Uh, actually, before we do that, we do have Paul Townend on this week's show, so thanks very much to him. You'll be catching up with him a little bit later. Four-timer at his local track at Cork, and of course, one of those was aboard the wonder horse that is Duvan. But let's kick off with some of last week's action that perhaps didn't involve him first and talk about Froden, who won the Caspian Caviar Gold Cup. Um, I'd like to just throw in the, the fact that I thought Paul Nichols very brave bringing them straight back out and winning the race he'd won before with a four-year-old Union East and I was very impressed with Froden he's four years old yeah he was clearly very fresh uh, he went very very well he's a brilliant horse in fairness Dean and a JLT doesn't look far away from him compared to depending on how that race goes and he looked very good I like Asso in behind I thought he set on very well I'd be stepping him up and trip definitely and um, it was a good race He's a good horse, and we'll see what it is going forward. Asso didn't make the mistakes, perhaps, that he made in the previous race, which I think stopped him winning there. So I think he left his race behind. Yeah, 100% Dean, yeah. Yeah, I thought Froden was uh, very impressive. He, he looked, you could call him the winner, a long way out. He was travelling everywhere, jumped everywhere. Um, he, I think he's still very progressive. He's only a four-year-old, and he has to come into reckoning for the JLT. One I would take out of the race was um, King's Odyssey thought he was travelling very well when he came down and soft ground there's definitely a good handicap in him I completely agree I really like King's Odyssey I think there's a good race in him they have trouble getting him to the track a few times yeah. maybe so he'll only improve it was good to see the old boy the new one uh, come back and, and win a race and I saw a brilliant um, description of him on Twitter actually the best description I've ever seen of anyone from the new one I will give him a name check I can't remember who it was but he said he's underrated by everybody except for Nigel Twiston Davis who overrates him and it is very true he's a very good horse I mean you'd love to own him he's he's brilliant obviously but he's just off that class and he's probably triplets a small bit as well Dean isn't he? he he's not exactly an out and out two miler when it comes to being absolutely top class he could have won that champion hurdle I don't think he would have behind Jeske that day when our Connor absolutely scuppered his chances but He's a very good horse. Um, I'd be actually interested if they gave a go at the at the World Hurdle with him. Uh, he jumped straight the last day, which he hasn't done for a few years. And the World Hurdle just is a better alternative, I think, than the the Champion Hurdle anyway. Well, definitely now at this stage of his career, I'd have to agree with you. Jamie Kinnan was the guy who gave me that um, that brilliant explanation of the new one. I think it stands true. Uh, what do you make of the new one, Gal? In in that grade, grade like I think he's ran in sixteen races, grade two or lower, and has won fifteen of them, which is, yeah. just shows you at that standard he's just superb. When he comes into top grade one company, he just gets found out. But I think the way they rode him possibly last week it really suited him, and you now maybe the race fell apart a bit as my um, ten to yours possibly isn't the horse he was. But, doesn't put it all in. No, was he ever that great? Really, yeah. I don't think he's ever really put it no, all in. No. no, but maybe the hard race he had getting him back for the champion hurdle last year when he ran well to be second. Amazing run, considering yeah, has probably maybe we'll see um, finished him. Yeah, which is a fair point. Yeah, and um, there was well, I mean, some of these we're going to talk to about. Um, with Paul Townend but Duvan you have to be impressed with him a little bit gassy Paul said but he's a wonder horse isn't he it's good to have him back on track when a few of the other Mullins ones are still on the sidelines we've seen Duvan now and uh, there isn't going to be much competition for him this year no he could come out and he could win the pre-motor champion chase and then he could go out on the Thursday he could win the Ryanair <laughs> and he could have Paul Townend and Ruby Walsh both up on his back and he'd win both by about 8-9 lengths pulling something behind him uh, he's, he's, he's superb I mean his jumping even could have been better but he just has such an engine that he could just be one of those horses that we never quite know, you know, how good he is. Um, he'll dance through that division this year. I'd love to see him go up and trick next year. But again, I'd understand if Willie Mullins and Rich Ritchie both said to each other, why bother? You know, you can dominate the Queen Mother Champion Chase for three, four years as long as he wants to. But as a sporting decision, obviously, I'd love him to go up and trip. But I just, he can do anything, Dean. I don't think they will do what you just described in terms of trying to dominate that two-mile division. I think they will go up and trip, but this year I think it makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Oh, completely, completely makes sense to keep him at two-mile. He's uh, given the year's experience, and I think like he is bred to get three-mile. I think the natural progression would be to step him up, and like I think it's the ultimate goal for both Willie and Rich to 
win a gold cup and he looks ideal sort to do it yeah, imagine he does that I mean what I would hate to see with, with a horse like Duvan is that we get and, and Vitor's demise is so sad but we get that situation where you don't get to see the horse tested at the distance you want to see him at like we had with Vitor and that would have come I think in time with Vitor so hopefully with Duvan that's exactly what happens exactly because as we know Willie Mullins he's uh, he generally it's a stepping process with him always he rarely runs if ever really runs a novice out of company or it's a stepping stone with Duvan he'd be looked after this year he'll run at Christmas he'll run at Cheltenham he'll probably then run at Aintree or, or Punchestown he'll put away then and we'll see then because I'd love to see him in the King George I think that race would be absolutely built for him yeah, yeah. let's just hope they wrap him in cotton wool and they keep him in one piece and we do get to see him next year yeah. next year in the King George will be something else yeah. let's hope that happens that's what we all want to see but he's got to get through his first season open company and I think he's going to do that with a plum um, a horse that is well, kind of the forgotten Gold Cup horse Jack Adam was back out on track and successful so is he the forgotten horse of the Gold Cup I'd love to actually see this horse run in a Ryanair and I said it on Twitter and I got absolutely slaughtered for it right, uh, he has to run in the Gold Cup obviously he has to um, he's been second and third now Uh or second twice, wasn't it? Second yeah. twice. Yeah, so, like, he's every chance now. I've never heard of a Gold Cup horse come out after placing twice and winning it the third time, but he's only seven. It's fellow? Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, the fellow, I think he had four goals at it, had he? The fellow had a good he few He won guys, it on his fourth goal, yeah, after three times there. So, like, so but, you have now, Damon. Okay, that's that's brilliant. But, um, but Jack Adam, I have an awful feeling he'll bump into one again, uh, which I think will be Tissel Crack. But um, he's very good. He's an each way bet, really, of the race. Uh, because you know he goes, you know he'll he'll stay the trip. And I'd love to see him run in the Lexus. I'd absolutely love it as well. I think he's um, he he be built for that too. For me, I think his best chance to win the Gold Cup was Coney Grigier. Yeah. And that's probably now passed him by. So he, he's going to have to hope maybe one of the, the big guns doesn't perform. But you can pretty much put your life on him being banged there, can't you? Yeah. Oh, without without, and I don't know. I think there could be more progression to come from this season. Yeah. Like he's seven turning eight, and like the race there on Sunday got mixed reactions. Some people thought it was good. Some people thought it wasn't great. I, I myself thought it was very impressive. He, um, like he Ruby took a toe nearly after two out. He was and so he beat two decent horses. Like yeah, yeah, two like he couldn't knock the form. Anything that um, beats sub lieutenant must be yeah. pretty much right because he an outlander as well. Yeah. yeah, one of the best jumpers. I've seen in a long time sub lieutenant he's absolutely winging fences for Henry Romney yeah we talked about him a good bit on this podcast so I don't think it was an easy debut and I think to come out and, and do what he did maybe he can, maybe he can still improve yeah. he doesn't need to improve that much no. to be no. the leading light we don't the Gold Cup isn't de- it's possible it could cut up into the worst Gold Cup he's contested yet like Q-Card is going to be 11 yeah I don't fancy him Tisselcrack is going to be a novice he's unknown um, Connie Gray's coming Connie back. Gray is coming not back. back yet. You don't know if he's back yet. Yeah. Don Cossack has to come back Don from Cos- a serious injury, yeah. which he won't. Which I, I can't imagine him, him coming back from. You know. So yeah, like I could never, I couldn't knock someone for backing him each way at all for the Gold Cup. It, it's a great bet, actually. In fairness, you know. You're, I think we're all kind of leaning towards that now. If you want a, a solid one. But again, I just think he bumps into one, and I just think the whole thing about his age. Yeah, that's fine. But long run was finished quite young because he started so young I think um, a lot of these horses when they start so young there's still only so many years in them in a gold cup especially gold cup breaks a horse now last year could have been his flop year because even Rich Ritchie said um, on the radio during the week that he thought he was quite flat last year in the gold cup and Ruby he said the same thing he the back of a fall though didn't yeah. he yes he, he so, didn't have uh, the best of preps last year like he, he ran in this in the John Durkin as a seasonal uh, starting run and then he went to the Bepray Chase in Cheltenham yeah. and he had a nasty fall there where he got a bad cut uh, yeah. it was kind of a rush job to get him to Cheltenham and you know it's you had a great race you would hope considering but I just think the earlier a horse starts at the level of a Gold Cup means the earlier they finish in my opinion yeah uh, I think there's a, lo- there's a lot of weight to that there's a lot of weight to that but it can be done and we see what this Gold Cup looks like on the day at the prices I think we're all pretty much in agreement that there's a bit of value in him 100% yeah yeah. yeah. there was a new one unleashed in the same colours American Tom uh, started his chasing campaign uh, I think there was mixed reactions about him as well but I was pretty impressed a lot of people on Twitter reacted immediately afterwards saying that they didn't like it they didn't like him um, considering how long he was off the track considering that he jumped left handed the whole way around he fought Do- 
doggedly. Also, that was Gangster's best run ever, really, wasn't it? And Gangster has always been thought of as a as a special horse that didn't quite do it on the track. So Morning if Glory, he, if he did and typical before. the Bromhead, he goes to the Bromhead, he jumps fences, he jumped every one of them absolutely brilliantly, like he was on springs, as David Mullen said before. He jumps superbly. Over further, Gangster would be very good. So the form isn't bad, and American Tom showed a really good attitude where he goes how high he climbs I don't know but Rich will have one for the Arkle and one for the JLT I'd imagine anyway yeah he looks the JLT horse does um, whether he's good enough to win or not time will tell he, he is he is open to a lot of improvement from that run as it was um, chasing debut first time to come on in a long time uh, first run for a long time um, he did jump left so Cheltenham shouldn't be a problem um, yeah I, I'd be surprised if he was good enough to win a JLT at this stage yeah, he's got a bit more to, sure. to produce. Yeah. So they've got York Hill as well in the same yard that I'd guess before we even see that one jump offences is right at the top of the JLT. Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, he looks to number one. And he's out this weekend, isn't he? So, well, hopefully. Yeah, he's engaged. He's engaged, so we might see him. And uh, Paul will pick up on that as well when we talk to Paul Townend a little bit later on. Um, that's going to come up next, actually, unless we've got any other eye catchers we want to pick out from the weekend race. Enough month through a good few of them there. Any others that we wanted to give a nod to I wrote down the name and I forgot to bring the sheet down with me uh, what was the name of the horse Jack Kennedy rode in the first race at Cork something to Zobo a Nimbe to Zobo or something Denaria, like Denarius I think it was Denarius to Zobo she was brilliant um, now how strong that field is God only knows but she drifted even in the morning I don't think they expected it but when I saw Jack Kennedy go clear and trying to stop her uh, you know, he was pulling back her head as if just to say, you know, don't win by too far. But she won so, so well. She could be absolutely excellent. And then is it Tarkagua is the name of the rich, yeah. richy horse, is yeah, it? Yeah, Tarkagua, yeah. Yeah, again, I thought was very good. Um, just one there from last Friday in Cheltenham. Uh, cross-country chase, Cantaloupe. Like, just what a job Ben Bulger has done with him. Like, he, yeah. he, he looked gone at the game when he left... Um, Paul Webber, wasn't when it? When he left Paul Webber in the UK. And... Like he's just took to cross country like he took to our horse, and I, I was surprised to see quotes of still ten to one for him for cross country in Cheltenham. I thought. Was well, if he's his main one, like he was as impressive as anything I thought. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it's the weekend wrapped up. I think we've been through a few of those. We're going to pick up with Paul Towner next. You're listening to the Race Hour, of course, hosted by our friends at BetBright, and that's coming up after this. Introducing Genius, BetBright's newest product that allows you to choose your bets. Genius will give you the ability to select from trends like winner last time out, course winners, distance winners, and many, many more. When you're done narrowing the field with Genius, you'll know exactly what you fancy. Genius by BetBright. Simply smarter betting. Well, I'm delighted to say joining me on the race hour is uh, none other than Paul Towner. Now, Paul, the weekend you had there at Cork, your local track, I think it's the third time in your career that's four winners on a card, someday. Yeah, brilliant nice to do it at the local track at home as well and uh, you know them days are brilliant when things work out and fortunately for me Sunday was one of those days certainly was highlight of course being uh, Duvan I think everyone has had their breath taken away by that horse many many a time a little bit gassy I think you described him he was very impressive though he was he was just a bit full of himself beforehand and, and on the way down to the first but once we got over that um, he, he settled into it well and and, and you know, he was visually very impressive. He's got to go and do it all in open company this season. But I mean, everything we've seen about him, he, he's a very special horse. Is there is there a way to describe Duvan? Yeah, I think that's it. He, he just is very special. Um, they're hard to come by. And, um, you know, look, everything he's done so far, he, he seems to have the wow factor about him. And uh, he's a pleasure to ride. And, and I'm very fortunate to have, have got a couple of spins on him now. Yeah, they, they were, I mean, hopefully you get one or two more as well during his career. I mean, he could go anywhere, couldn't he? I mean, the talk at the moment is that there's no need, certainly Willie was saying there's no need to step him up and trip. Does he have an engine in him that you think any trip will will be okay for him over time? I mean, two-mile division seems to be his this year. I suppose any of them horses you don't know until you try. Um, I certainly have never got to the bottom of him anyway, and, and anything he does seems to be effortless for him. So, um you know the signs are he he probably would get get three miles in, in time, but um, like Willie said, does he have to? You know, the the two mile division seems to be his for the taking. It's a shame, maybe that you know, with him sticking to the two mile division, that he wouldn't have taken on a horse like Sprinter Sacra this season, and and 
that would have been some matchup for racing fans to have seen. But the division as it is at the moment, if he just stays fit and sound and continues on his merry way, he should he should pick up a few races and then it's, it's of course, the festivals. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, it's like every horse, they have to stay fit and well, but touch what he does. And um, he seems to be he seems to be an exceptional talent. And, uh, you know, he's been to Cheltenham twice before, so um seems to like it around there. And, you know, everything he does, he just loses class. Does he glitter at home, Paul? Is he, a, is he a home horse as well in terms of would he stand out amongst in, in a yard like Mullins' is where there's so many good horses? Would he stand out in the morning as well? I suppose he does. Um, like if, if, like I say, everything he does is, is effortless, you know. He can, he can just kill off horses at his feet. Um, he's such a big horse, such a big, driving horse that... Um, I described it the other day. I felt like I was doing that speed the whole time. He just covered ground and, and everything is all for this one. That's good to have him around and uh, well done with him at the weekend. And then, of course, listen, Deer picked up the the novice chase as well. Did that in grand style. That looks a nice a nice novice for this season. Yeah, she, I was actually very impressed with her. She jumped, jumped, jumped for, for fun down there. And, you know, we didn't hang around. Uh, there was plenty to take me on early doors. And she was very sure of herself over, over her fences and and gallop right to the line and buy it which is always a good sign especially in, in ground like it was in Cork and Sunday there's some good novices around and um, possibly that one will head for Leopardstown maybe would that come come at the right time for listen do you think it could do um, you know we're, we're probably on top of Christmas at, at this stage even you know so it's up to Willie where, where he wants to go whether, whether he wants to pitch her in against the boys or not but um, you know I think she's done so far has been faultless and, and she seems to be improving the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think she'd be out of place taking on the boys. Might be Mayor's Chasers, though, for a little bit longer, perhaps, with that one. You were on board. Adrian Maguire's Nokara Pylon, as well, uh, picked up a handicap hurdle and logical song for Mags Mullins to make the four-timer. Yeah, they were they were good rides to pick up. Um, Adrian was sweet enough on his horse, um, and thankfully he went down and done the business. And Danny was, was obviously claimed by Willie above him and so I picked up the ride for Mags in the last and, and duly obliged as well so you know they were good they were good backup rides to have after the two the two main ones Did you have a little uh, excuse for a party at home after after winning on four? Uh, we, were, we were quiet enough to be honest we had a long day but we had six rides down there and we stopped we got a, a dinner on the way home with the family and those about as far as the party went, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, well, you can just have to wait for wait for bigger days. There's more to come, I'm sure, and you've got to stay got to stay in best of health. Early Beach, I wanted to talk to you about. I know you rode her at Galway, I think, in Kilbegan a couple of times to win a couple of races. Obviously, picked up the Royal Bond and did it in good styles. It's a nice horse, isn't it? Could go places still. Definitely could. Um, like we'd have never imagined starting off that that she, she'd have won a Royal Bond as it was. You know, she's yeah. proven. And, and surprising us the whole time. Obviously, myself and Ruby had had overlooked her um, in the Royal Bond, but uh, she put us Julie in our place. But she's probably, you know, have we even got to the bottom of her yet? She's she's very very good in the Royal Bond, and uh, I think it's going to be take take a proper one to go by her as well. Yeah, it does look that way. I mean, it can happen though, can't it? When you're trying to make choices about horses that are in that stage of the career, and, and races like the Royal Bond often sorts a few of them out. You've got another one in the yard there. I think it's Graham Wiley's Crack Moe, who came out and won at Clonmel. That's a supreme horse type as well. Yeah, look, he's, he's very impressive. Um, does everything nicely at home. Nice, to, nice for him to go on and do and the track and prove what he's, he's doing at home isn't isn't, isn't taken. Um, isn't fooling as it was, you know. But it's it, it's nice to see all these horses coming out, and like we're a little bit behind, I suppose, this year. But it's nice to see him see him go and do it on the track. I was going to say that to you about the yard, perhaps being a little bit behind. I guess combination of the weather and horses just not coming right in time for perhaps early season targets might not be a bad thing in the in the grand scheme of the season because a lot of racing to come. A lot of racing to come, like um, like Willie's, I suppose. Usually it is kind of the the run up to Christmas where the the wheels fully getting in motion but he even said himself that with the way the weather was and, and the gallops at home probably just a, a couple of weeks behind but you know there's a, a lot of racing yet to be done for a year and um, these horses hopefully will, will be on the go until till Cheltenham and, and on the country so there's a lot of racing to be done and, and it's a long season ahead so 
Yeah, it might stand to them towards those latter months of the season when we hit the real spring racing. A uh, few of the novices from, from last year, the likes of Min and York Hill, if you sat on those at home, I mean, they both look like, I mean, York Hill yet to take in a beginner's chase, but we assume that's that's what's next for him. Those two could hit the very top ranks over fences. Good indeed. Min was, was very, very good in, in Navin. Um, you know, when following on, the win of, of Duvan and Vitor, I think, in, in previous years, not yeah. beginners. Yeah. He, he seems to be foot perfect there. Um, he seems to take him to jump the fences, no problem. So he's definitely exciting. Um, you know, and, and York Hill yet to appear, but he's doing everything everything nicely at home and still as well. So he's another one to look forward to, to, to seeing on the track. Does he have that stamp of a chaser about him? Because there must have been a temptation if, to, to keep him over hurdles because he was so good. Uh, beat Yamworth, of course, at the festival last season. Does he have the stamp of a horse that's going to make a proper chaser? Does he school well at home already? He has schooled well at home. And he, he, he has no problems up in the fence. You know, he definitely... Willie had, had put a lot of thought into whether he keeps it. He looks to be up to the, the level of champion hurdles for him, you know. Yeah. So... Um, no, but he he jumped fence as well at home, and and I think that's the the route Willie wants to take with him. So far from me to to question or second second guess Willie. No, no, I wouldn't ask you to do that at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned the champion hurdle, of course, your yard and uh, well Willie's yard and the horses that are there. There's there's some grip on that race. If if the likes of you know Nichols Canyon, Forheen, Annie Power, even Vroom Vroom Mag can can get back and properly back on the track I mean I mentioned Forheen and Annie Power I guess with Willie they're only going to race when they're absolutely spot on aren't they because they're so good well that's it you know why Why would you risk them this time of the year so early in the season when, when, when things aren't they're not firing to 100% so uh, Willie's great that way he'll, he'll allow the horses to come themselves and um, it, it's what he's kind of done all along and, and I don't see him changing it now Um leave the horse to tell him when, the, when they're ready to run you know yeah Nichols Canyon was good in the Morgiana Vroom Vroom Mag just touched off in the Hatton's Grey so they're coming together yeah indeed and, and Nichols Canyon you know he probably probably hasn't got the credit he deserves he's a multiple grade one winner winning horse and um yeah he's almost he like the, the kind of second string but he's a class act he does the whole time and you know he probably doesn't deserve it in, in he his, his season probably fell apart a little bit towards the end of the last year, but he's got so much racing and hard racing. Um, but he doesn't seem to have left any any long-standing mark on him, and he was very good in punches for him. He was. He could be a world hurdle type or He could be. He's probably keen enough going, so whether that would suit him or not for the world hurdle, I don't know. But um, obviously Graham Wiley has a, a good record in the race, and I'm sure he'd be anxious to go back for it. If, if he had the horse, the right horse for the world hurdle. Yeah, I mean, some history in that race has Graham, some fantastic horse, nice of Ingalls Driever, my word. Um, there's been a other few nice ones through the yard, of course. I think we mentioned Wiley there. Invitation only looks very good. Bells Hill picked up a chase win at Gorham Park as well. Um, I think you've been on Bells Hill a few times. Didn't you go to court one day to ride him instead of Nichols Canyon and, and pick up a race on him? Those two destined for the top again. I mean, we keep talking about nice horses. Yeah, uh, but Bell is. is all you have to do is look at him and he, he looks all the same so you know and, he, and what we've seen of him in Goran that day with the fog was, was very good <laughs> yeah. um, I know Ruby was, was impressed he could have been touched with him on his back so uh, he, he could definitely be destined for the top over fences and you know he just has really stands on the chase or his chase and how are you set now? I mean, it's a few years since you were champion jockey. I think you were that 2010, 2011. And the, the position you're in at a yard that you have, I mean, you get to obviously sit on some fantastic horses every day. And then when you get the opportunity on the track, you're often on superstars. You just picked up a new sponsor as well, Paul. Yeah. Um, like I'm very fortunate to be where I am. Um, you know, Sunday showed that when, uh, you know, pick up a fair ride and it's on Duvan. You know, there's so many <laughs> other yards in Ireland or England you can get that opportunity. And, like in Aintree last year when Ruby was unfortunately yeah, hurt, I got up in York Hill and New Van as well. So, um, like, it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's a great position to be in. Um, obviously, it's up to be riding them horses every day, but uh, when 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 the chance comes, it's, it's, you're, you're not going to get that opportunity anywhere else, you know. And is that something that perhaps has stopped you from being tempted to head over to the UK? A few jockeys have done it recently, like Sir Adrian Heskin and, and Jonathan Moore have gone over to the UK and, and been attached to stables there. I guess it's not something that's on your radar. Well, 
you know, look at um like I said, like I said there, that um where where is he gonna get the opportunities, you know, to ride yeah. as as good a level of horse as, as I do in Willie's and he's very fair to me, um, in fairness to him and, and I owe him a lot for it that from the from the moment I went there and think he can put me on, he's put me on and um long may it last with Talbot. Yeah, long may it last. Did you start there as a flat apprentice with Willie? I did. Um, I went to Woody Stress from school, so uh, I signed on to him for a couple of years in the flat and then made the transition to, to jump in when my weight got a bit heavy. Well, you're making the most of the opportunities that you get, and days like that on Sunday at Cork, you know, when they come around, they're there to be enjoyed, and like you say, sitting on Duvan, likes of Listen Deer and stuff, great weekend for you. So hopefully the season continues in that vein and you have a, good, a really good time of it. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, final question about Christmas really I mean at this point you probably don't know which track you'll be heading to do you? Um, I don't I don't <laughs> actually um, no it'll be it'll be kept um, we'll be one to one to commit anywhere until uh, the last minute I'm sure but like I say it's just it, it's the position I'm in um, it, it's been that way all along and, and you know I, I, I'm I'm fortunate enough that when when I do get told where I'm going which we're going to be picking up a couple of good rides so I, I go wherever I'm sent and um, make the best of what I can Good. Very handy to pick up a, a new sponsorship as well with, with Racing FX for you Brilliant, yeah um, really enjoying working with them now uh, they came on board this year and uh, so far things are going well hopefully we can make a few more big winners in the year and um, no it's, it's, hopefully it's a part of a, a good partnership well, very good. Stay strong, stay fit, and keep riding winners, Paul. Thanks for coming on the race, Hour. Pleasure to talk to you again. Thanks a million. Thank you. Hey, welcome back to the race, Hour. Of course, brought to you with our hosts at BetBright. That was Paul Townend. Pleasure to catch up with him. We had such a good weekend at his local track at Cork and of course being aboard the, the Wonder Horse Duvan so thank you to him now we're going to talk about the weekend racing coming up but before we do that uh, Demo you're going to do a little bit of housekeeping for us on the race hour yes of course Dean yeah so the race hour is a hashtag race hour which is on Twitter based between 8 and 9 on Sunday nights Gavin myself and Dean are always taking part in it well I'm, I'm hosting it and as well as that then um, we have a tipping game where you can win over 600 euro every month and there's a specific game for the Leprosound Christmas Festival as well which is worth 500 euro I just go on to olbg.ie and you'll be able to sign up there. I'm nailing that this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> You've been nailing it so far, actually. Well, I did. You tell won everyone. last month, didn't you, Dean? Uh, yeah, I did tell everyone not to enter and not to play, so that I can just run away with it. I didn't mean it, as in that's what you should do. So by all means, come and take me on. It doesn't look like I'm going to win this month, so you're all, you're all welcome. Let's talk about this weekend. I think we should start with the well. What is the feature race? It might have been the most competitive though. The Long Walk Hurdle takes place this weekend, of course. You know what I mean, Harry. Uh, tops the market at the moment around five to four chance a horse that seems to have shot to the top of the world hurdle market much against my own view but what do you guys think about this long walk and you know what I mean Harry he's unbeaten so far for Harry Fry uh, he's been brilliant uh, last time that was really effortless I thought I thought it was um, he won it very well now obviously I'd love to have seen Snowfall can stay up but just the way he quickened as Dave McGurn said on the podcast a few weeks ago was so impressive he looks a real class act of a world hurdle horse and the rest of the horse in it I just don't see anything beating him I mean Valley Optic should improve this time I think last time you can forgive that run he's going back off an awful fall when they actually thought he was dead so um, he should improve Dickie Johnson is up on board but I just think you know what I mean Harry is better than him and as well as that then little Rockefeller lovely horse runs really really well as he, as game as a line but I just think over this trip you know what I mean Harry slams him Kevin yeah um, I think it's interesting uh, Richard Johnson has cited right by optic over Little Rockefeller he um, he had the choice um, like you can you can bet your life on Little Rockefeller what he'll do and whatever beats him will know they've had a race he puts it in every single time um, but as Stearman said, uh, Ballyoptic, he I'd say they were happy with him the last time because he was coming back after an unmerciful fall, and he should improve from that. Like it, it's a race full of one sixty rated horses, and if if you know what I mean, Harry does go and slam them. Well, then he he will be a short price for the world hurdle, and he will entitled to be a short price. For me, with the rating he got after that last performance, if he doesn't go and win this well, 
then I'd be feeling pretty vindicated that that was a massive overreaction. But I mean, that's obvious. I, I'm just not the biggest fan of the horse. I don't think he's ever had to do that much in his career to deserve what he's got. I thought but it can be both, though, can't it? I mean, it can be a brilliant performance and an overreaction. Like Can? Yeah, yeah I thought it was both. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, um, I think just because he won Albert Bart at that again, because Bartlers Hill got injured, he's won everything he's had to do, and he's he's improved with every single run, and he could just be one of these horses that just keeps improving. I, I think it could be argued that he didn't get the credit he deserved for winning the Albert Bartlers, and he was possibly underrated then. Because he came back from a mile back, yeah. Yeah, it was probably a lower rating, official rating that he had at that time. He was one forty-eight or nine or something. Yeah. And he, now he's gone up to one sixty-five. Like so, whether it justifies that increase maybe Saturday will tell us but if you take prices out of it which I don't often like to do would you fancy him to win a world hurdle at the moment with Janworth not going yes is Janworth definitely not going to go well they seem to be they seem to be heading back towards the two mile route yeah this race might tell them a lot actually about what they're going to do with Janworth yeah and possibly just still is that what you're hoping Dean yes (laughs) (laughs) but they've Jeski as well for like he's still to come back over Christmas in the same colours so so yeah you're not going to run three of your better hurdlers, are you? No, no one race. They've an abundance of award hurdle candidates. Yeah, so they I just can't see that. They've still got to find races for them if they don't run them against each other. So just go on to uh, onto eBay, Dean. Just try and sell back a few of those dockets anyway. Yeah. and you'll be fine. I, I, I on Yanworth. agree with Dean. I, I, I'm hoping you know what I mean, Harry. wins this because um, I, I, I love Yanworth for the champion hurdle. I think he's the value which. Um, <sighs> Wish any power and oh, there could be war here. There could be war. That's as far away as you could possibly be from agreeing with me. (laughs) 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 Dean is all over for the world. world. Um, Let's talk about the couple of Nichols runners in there because we were highlighting it. um, Well, I think it's been highlighted anyway that Sam has has jumped on Petizig and Zarkander's in there with Sean Bowen on board. Both of those horses on their day could could figure in a long walk. They could. um, I think. He's made the wrong choice. Uh, I think Zarkander, I think Petit Zig is one of the biggest yokes that have ever existed. I think he, he's a tremendously overrated horse. What well, did he stay on to be second in this last year behind Thistlecrack, was it? Um, and again, that, that race absolutely fell apart because Thistlecrack, you know, just laughed at them. Uh, I don't think that was a good run more that the horses in front who tried to take on Thistlecrack were just murdered and he stayed on. I think he's, I don't think he's very good. I think Zarkander, will be the one to finish third behind a little Rockefeller who'll be about 66 lengths behind you know what I mean Harry there's a French horse in here as well Alex de la Regia and I wasn't going to mention it because it's a difficult one to well pronounce but it could be anything yeah it's, uh, it actually it absolutely slammed T-Sig last time in France yeah um, like he was beating a distance behind this and um, I think the plan is to run so it's it's an unknown um I'd be disappointed if Sarkander won this myself. Um, I think I don't think he's progressing, and I think he he threatens to he threatens to win more often than he does actually win. Yeah, it's a fair point. I thought he was about seventy five years old, but he's only nine, so he's not he's not completely blown out of the water. I, do you know what? I'm now more convinced it's a better long walk than I originally thought when we started to think about looking at this race so I think you've got to take on you know what I mean Harry I'd be happy to take him on with a little Rockefeller or Petit Zig I'd probably just side with Petit Zig you two on the favourite are you? I'm on the favourite you're on a little Rockefeller um, I wouldn't back you know what I mean Harry at the prices basically I'd let him go and win at that price and but um, I would be yeah little Rockefeller for me yeah. I think it's better interest than you get in any bank is what you know what I mean Harry is fair enough completely don't agree with you but that's that's good like that's <laughs> that's fine good luck to you yeah that. you know what i mean harry then is uh, better than bank interest for damo fair play let's move on to the silver cups we take a look at that ascot i think it's probably one of the most competitive races of this weekend coming um i don't really know where to start with it i mean the favorites are, are pretty obvious safir derer if it does put it together over fences should be winning this but we've been it? saying this for two years are we gonna keep um, saying it? oh my god we've been saying this for two years Safir Daru is is not a good horse or not a very good horse he's a good horse that's all he is uh, he, sh- he should be favoured for this completely accepted but if you're backing Safir Daru at 8-1 to one for a race like this I think you kind of need your head checked he finds nothing he ran in a muddling handicap the last time was brutal he finished third and I mean brutal as in the matter of fact that if he was a Hennessy horse like they thought he was last year, uh, Paul Nichols been saying he's a Gold Cup horse. If he was either of those things, he would have won that, pulling away 
like Sire de Grugge did. If you're a class horse in a handicap, you win it and you win it well. Empire Dirt has shown that. I'd back Empire Dirt for a Gold Cup before I'd back Savardaru. I just think Savardaru is woeful. And the one, the two eyes looking at this, the first one I won't be backing, obviously, is the Jewel's nephew. He's only on a two points higher mark team than when he won the Burn Group Plate or whatever it is at Cheltenham. He won that brilliantly. He's only two points higher now than that. And the other one that I will be backing is, um, is Fletcher's Flyer. He went up eight pounds last time for winning at Punchestown, but he was very, very good. He stayed, he showed everything. He won't mind the ground, uh, but the ground should be okay at Ascot, as it always is. The, um, that day, he beat Forever Gold, nearly giving him two stone. Since that race, that horse has come out. He's gone up nearly a stone because he finished second in the Cork National, and he won a decent handicap at Fairy House as well. And in third that day is a horse that I know you like, Dean, sizing Cole, and he beat him well. He's a very, very good horse. Uh, Noel Feely is jocked up. He goes well, fresh well. He won the last time after a four-month break, so he goes reasonably well, fresh, and he's still on a good mark. Ground and trip won't bother him whatsoever. I think at twelve to one, he's a stonking bet. Dean. Stonking bet. What do you think, Evan? Um, the one I like is Edward in this for Nicky Richards. Um, he's had his injury problems, but yeah, he's still only age twenty-nine. He, uh, if you go back to the Ryanair run two years ago in Cheltenham, he finished a couple of lengths behind Don Cossack. Um, and to talk to all of this horse, he, he had a comeback run in Ascot as well, which leads me to believe it, it could be a prep for this. Um, in a grade two, where he absolutely ploughed every fence and still only finished, was beaten two lengths into fourth. Um, he's 12 to one, in around 12 to one. I think he's really well handicapped off 151 uh, with a normal round of jumping he'd be bang there that trying to get some fit on the track as well so you can always expect plenty of improvement after just that one spin yeah and the fact that he doesn't bring horses down to Ascot for the sake of bringing that's them down that's true too yeah that's very true to have them to have just a runner um, I think it's a, it's a good pointer the fact that he's bringing them uh, again and again he actually could be a class act in handicap too couldn't he yeah, he could be. Yep. He could be. I think that's a, that's a very fair shout. I think this is wide, wide open. The horse that I want to back fresh and always try to is Hublon de Zobo. So if they let that one take its chance for Venetia and the ground to be... Bottomless. Uh, will it be bottomless? Yeah, it'll be soft anyway, won't it? No, but you'd want it to be bottomless. No, do you know, I don't want it to be absolutely bottomless. I think he's classier than that. Um, so I'd be very happy to back Hublon de Zobo if he yep. pitches up. And I, I kind of like... Fletcher's flyer too always been a fan of that I think if Nichols runs present man as well I don't think he should be ruled out of the race he so. won very well last time didn't he present man yeah and if he runs him against Safir Dura it's a, it's a good enough pointer to mm. me that he thinks he should be in the race so yeah um, yeah really nice race that massively competitive there's a a decent handicap hurdle as well the Wessex Youth Trust handicap hurdle that maybe you might not have spent a lot of time about and I want to talk about Mick Jazz so I'm going to make that the next race that we have a look at so I might start with Mick Jazz. I think he's um, I think he's a class act. I think they're going to win some nice races with him. I think they need to win one before any festivals start coming around and then he might get a little bit of time off because he's been busy enough. So Mick Jazz, for me, and Gordon Elliott might be one of the bets of the weekend if they let him take his chance in that. Yeah. Um, uh, Mick Jazz, for me, there's no doubt he's, um, he's well handicapped, but I think this is possibly the fourth or fifth handicap hurdle he has been fancied for and he's yet to get his head in front but he, he will get his head in front in a good handicap one of these days um, one I see down the bottom there which is very interesting entered for Tony Martin is Golden Spear Yeah, he is without doubt thrown into this whether he has enough handicap experience would be my only doubt um, he beat uh, taking his only handicap hurdle run so far he beat um, Tigress River who ran very well in the Galway hurdle and time for Mabel Third. time for Mabel Third also um, the form of Ash has, has been franked he'd be one I'd be willing to take a chance on and he's in the book at the minute around a 10 to 1 chance I wonder if he takes a chance if he does you have to be fearful if he does he yeah he's 7 to 2 4 to 1 but again with Tony Martin you just can't guess what he's uh, what he's going to do it's a nice race but again I will be going the same way uh, I wouldn't be having a bet now whatsoever I see Pyromaniac as well as in it. Um, if either of those, Golden Spear and Pyromaniac, obviously both of them won't run. Whichever one of them shows up, I probably would back because I think Tony Martin has them both. They're both reasonably handicapped. Uh, 
Golden Spear is tremendously well handicapped but again you might hold off for something a bit bigger worth a bit more money with him just because he is so well in um, but the two of them whichever one of them shows up I probably would back he fired in a big winner on the last podcast we did with Brain Power. I'm guessing this might come a little bit too soon but he's got David Mullins booked up I loved uh, Brain Power last time and I thought he was brilliant I just it is very very soon uh, he's very good though again you'll be watching the market to see if there is the confidence behind him but um, at the prices at 8-1 to one, this soon after that run I would probably leave him off Dean. okay I think it's a cracking race and Mick Jazz runs them all over it so let's see what lines what did you make of Mick Jazz's run last time yeah do you know what I, I, I was a bit critical immediately of the, the spin he got I don't think he was put into the race early enough but I think he was ridden um, to get a bit of luck in the finish didn't get any luck in the finish so I wasn't that disappointed with it In he might actually need to be ridden like that as well doesn't yeah, he yeah he might he might so he might be one of those horses that needs a bit of luck to, to kind of land one of these but do you know what he's going to get it because he's on a lovely mark and he's mm. a lovely horse so I think he's going to pick up I'd say Modus isn't running if he's 9-1 to one, would you think mm, possibly he's uh He's the new yeah. get me out of here. Yeah, He's the new exactly. get me out of here. He finishes yeah. second in everything he runs. Yeah, yeah I would, it wouldn't be for me. I don't think he'll, don't think he'll win this. And yeah. Look, no. there'll be people all over this race because the like the entries include the likes of Stern Rubin, Diego de Charmil, Jolly's Cratit, Waxy's Dargle, Who Dares Wins, horses that people will have had a, you know, success with and been following. So it's just one of those races that I look forward to. I can't wait for that one. We should talk about the Tommy Whittle. Uh, it's 240 at Haydock. Nice contest this. I don't know where to start with it, as I keep saying with these races, because there's actually two races on that are very similar, this one and the silver. And the Tommy Whittle at Haydock, anyone want to take a stab at this contest? Both of them kind of contradict each other a small bit, don't they? Uh, And with the runners, Haydock, I know it's two mile five. I actually watched just a race back there. When that place gets heavy, it gets absolutely bottomless. I remember one year, Maggio and... um, and a Sue Smith horse, the two of them just battled the whole way up and they were about 100 lengths clear of everything else. Uh, the, the, it's soft at the moment at Haydock and you'd imagine with the way the weather's turning here in Ireland anyway that it's not too far away from it over in Liverpool uh, or in Haydock obviously. Uh, but it will, um, it's a very tough race Dean and it's a race that at the moment I just, I can't land on one. Um, the one I thought was interesting, he, he's also entered in the, the Silver Cup was uh, Vita de Rock for Nicky Henderson. Yeah. Um, it's not as good a race as the Hennessy um, he finished 6th in the Hennessy and I think he will win a race off this mark yeah. or off a similar mark it'd be if he ran in this too rather than the Silver Cup um, it would be one to take note also the other one I liked in it was Dr Harper and convinced he's well handicapped it's a big and race in that isn't it yeah oh I'm convinced I just don't think he, he but acts. 4 years now that there's been a big race in this yeah, I, I, but I just don't think he acts around Cheltenham I don't like he's run five or six times in Cheltenham and he, he's never he's never won in Cheltenham and I think uh, Haydock flat track Do you worry about him on really soft ground though yeah yeah he has far, he's won on soft yeah if it got bottomless um, yeah. if it got bottomless you worry about him alright a trainer that I'll probably back in this if the horses turn up um, and if the ground is absolutely bottomless would be Sue Smith's runner whatever she runs in this I'll probably back her she's, uh, she's brilliant at Haydock when the ground is heavy I think there was a stat last year was it she'd five winners from nine and uh, three of them were over over 16 to one or something like that uh, at one point last season at Haydock on heavy going so I just think the way this race this race could seriously cut up if the ground is bottomless as well yeah it could do it could do I was going to give a mention to Evan Williams' horse Airlight Supreme who picked up from Ireland a couple of years ago I think that's got a lovely mark for one of these races if he ever got his jumping together he's just a bit sketchy I remember him running one of the hottest trim wars of all time if I've got if I've got my memory right and I think they'll pick up something with him so he's like Corin Wood that's the horse that Donald yeah. McKean thought was going to be now a skeleton yeah. yeah yeah so again I mean that's another horse that could be very well handicapped Jack. he ran well for for Dan Skelton the last time I think there's a market move waiting to happen in that contest yeah yeah I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that bright of horses, is it? No. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be um, I'll be slamming away probably at Airlight Supreme. And notice that um, Venetia's got Yalarenki in there after that run, the fixed brush. That was a good run, the fixed brush. So going over fences, Yalarenki might be interesting. Interesting, though, the, the high mark he's on, considering, um, you know, fences-wise. 139. 139, yeah, but just... In the context of this race, it looks high, maybe. Yeah, and just in general, you'd, you'd kind of like to see him win it Slews up in a beginner's chase really first with you before yeah, very hard race in that fixed brush like it was it a was proper race slump, yeah. yeah but if you're going to take him on for that point of view wouldn't you be taking on Vita de Rock for the same reason that was, that, that was a hard Hennessy run he yeah, had yeah it was too yeah, yeah true 
It was. Um, should we talk about a couple of the other races? I mean, I really only got the TV ones to talk about. I don't think this is the biggest weekend we're ever going to discuss. No, on, it's all the horses aren't good enough to run a Christmas or out this weekend. Um. <laughs> or, or some that will improve and then I go, damn, wish I saved that for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, I mean, it does kick off at Ascot with another handicap chase and we're kind of talking about a similar bunch of horses here. I see Uchta Land's in there, a horse I like a lot. Ultra, Ultra Gold. Ultra Gold in the 150 at Ascot. Um, he's a horse that just doesn't stop. If you watch his win last time, that's why he won, because he just doesn't give in. He's an absolute bull. Um, I don't know what you want to pick out in the race, if anything. Yeah, I've absolutely nothing in it. Uh, ultra Gold for me as well. He, yeah. he, like, he absolutely, was it the second last or the last, he absolutely ran through it and looked like his chance was gone and still got up on one cosily on the line. Yeah, and he does do that because I think once he once he powers away, there's an engine under there. I don't think they get to the bottom of him. I think they'll really struggle to get to the bottom of him. It took that fence to, to kind of put him back on his hunkers. So Ultra Gold's interesting. He's got How about carry. Captain Conan, who's the original uh, the original Vanatu Dean? The original Vanatu. Uh, that's probably fair. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, yeah, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be for me, you know. Not for me. Yeah, no, it's... It's a decent race, but it's one of those you'd watch, I think, rather than have, yeah. have any considerable amount of money on, and you might have a lucky 15 pick in it, because it's just, when you've Dr. Phoenix as your top weight, it says an awful lot, I think, about a handicap and that, that horse of David Dennis, who's an admirable horse, but, you know, if he turned up for any of these similar handicaps in Ireland, he'd be about 50 to 1. Well, if they all run this lined up there, and Ultra Gold was a fair enough each way price, that's where it'd be going, because yeah. you know he run his heart out, and I don't think it really matters how quickly he backs up. He's and Cobden would probably be on again, wouldn't he, you'd imagine? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. He's just a bull. Like, yeah. like him a lot, and the Tizards just don't do anything wrong. No. Um, the 5 past 2 at Haydock is a Mayor's Novice Hurdle. It's a listed contest. Um, I'm imagining the likes of Colin's sister and Khalid Lass uh, one's Fergal O'Brien of course Colin's sister's got Paddy Brennan booked up already and Khalid Lass for Paul Nichols um, is coming off two wins under rules and a point to point win before that so Quilchelas, nice is, hmm? is that Irish Quilchelas? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm from the wrong country to get that right. So <laughs> yeah. thanks, lads. <laughs> it's definitely Quilchelas anyway. I like Colin's sister. Uh, I thought she was very good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there's no one who works here called Colin. But uh, I think Colin's sister is a very good horse. Fergal O'Brien's actually having a, a brilliant season as well. All his horses. He's a really underrated. Are running well. Oh, they're, they're really underrated. He can do no wrong. Like he's banging in winners there every other day. And even it worked out very well for him with getting Paddy Brennan, didn't it? <laughs> he was he's chuffed with that. But uh, no, I just think um, Colin's sister has every chance in this. And again, it's a weekend full of races that I'll be interested to watch. Really interesting race, but not a race I'll be rushing into back either day. But you like Colin's sister? I do. Uh, Gavin? Yeah, it'd be Colin's sister for me as well. Whether she'll be a backable price, uh, whether she'll be value or not, I'm not 100% sure, but she looks very progressive. Yeah, it feels another spot on the on the TV calendar this weekend. Are there any other races you want to pick out? Any other horses you've spotted over the weekend that we might give a shout to? I haven't got any. I'm quite happy with, with those punts that I've picked out so far. Oh, well, on Sunday at Navin, uh, the Navin Novice Hurdle, which is a grade two. I mean, you've the the opportunity there to see invitation only take on debt duty possibly. That would be some race. Uh, the two of them have been, in my opinion, debt duty has been the most impressive two mile four to three mile novice hurdler so far. He's looked brilliant. Uh, the form of that race last time hasn't worked out at all, but he slammed them. So I think when a horse slams a novice hurdler, I don't care about the form in behind because he won by seven and a half lengths. He could have won by forty. Um, I would be very interested to see which one of them was backable, and I'd probably back the backable one. Um, I think invitation only. If he did turn up, he'd go off odds on, and uh, Debt Judy might be a decent prize. Or they both be six to four seventy four. I think it's a very very decent race. Another one, then a horse I'm a big fan of, and uh, I don't know what Robert Tyner is thinking at the moment, but Gertine is in the handicap hurdle at uh, at Navin. He could be very well in over hurdles. Um, Why is he not jumping a fence? Yeah, afterwards. I, yeah, because he, he actually jumps and his jumping that day was superb. He jumped every fence brilliantly. I have half a feeling they're going to land this and then go to, to, to Limerick for the grade two, maybe. I don't know. Um, but again, Tyner does everything odd with um, with the horse that won the Land Rover bumper last year. To get that horse fit, he ran two of them over he ran them twice over maiden hurdles, which is very unheard of going into a Land Rover bumper. He does it this way. Gertine last year was second to Min and then came out at Christmas oh, and won a bumper. Tyner does nothing the ordinary way and he might just be looking at his mark and thinking, do you know what, I may as well take advantage of this and then go on and win a big race at Cheltenham afterwards, Dean, you know? Well, I hope it works out for me. He hasn't had the best of luck with some of his horses, has he? Oh, no. He's had awful luck. He lost that Land Rover bumper winner. He's he's just had wolf of wolf of luck. He about a year and a half with his horses six. So, Gertine, if he does run, now he was entered 
another hurdle. I think they ran from Clondaw Warrior that day, I'd imagine. But if he does run, he would be tremendously well in on the form with the plotting shed when he slammed him, his form behind Min, when I actually think there's no way he would have beaten Min, but he would have been closer. He was way too far back. And I just think if Gortin runs on Sunday in that handicap hurdle, he wins, and he wins it very, very well. Yeah, um, I had a look there at uh, the race on Sunday, um, that race that Dermot referred to, invitation only. Um, he, I had a quick look at the prices last night, and um, I, couldn't, I was astounded to see invitation only 5-2, to two, um, and debt duty 5-4. to four. He's getting three pound off that duty. I, for me, he was a better bumper horse last year. Right, his his maiden hurdle possibly wasn't the most impressive, but um, he did it well. He he did what he had to, and I'm sure there's plenty of improvement. Willie um, often runs a good novice in this race. He's won it in previous years with Bells Hill, Boston Bob, also for Graham Wiley. So um, yeah, he would be he'd be my bet of the weekend at them prices of five to two. Five to two for me would suggest he's not running. That's that's a mad price, isn't it? Because I didn't even that's check the I prices thought, for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe maybe he's not running. It's crazy though for him to be five to two and Jet Judy five to four. If he runs, he will be a lot lot stronger. At those prices, you can only back invitation only, really, can't you? My nap of the weekend will be Gortine if he runs, and if not, uh, Fletcher's flyer in the Silver Cup. Okay, Gavin naps. Uh, if invitation only runs, I'd be all over him. Um, and Edward in the Silver Cup. Okay, well I'm all over Mick Jazz wherever he goes, whenever he goes, and however he goes. Um, so <laughs> Mick, Mick Jazz for me. Who blonde is over if it goes fresh in that Silver Cup? Obviously, if it goes, it goes fresh. So I'll be on board that one. And uh, taking on, you know what I mean, Harry, with everything else in the Long Walk Hurdle. That's how my weekend will play out. So it's been a pleasure to have you in, Gavin Garrity, uh, Dermot Nolan, and myself, Dean Ryan. You're listening to the Race Hour. You have listened to it, and it's thanks to our hosts at Betbright. Thanks a lot as well to Paul Townend, and we'll do it all again next week. Reached the top of the hill. QE has joined Lamy Serge. Lamy Serge has not travelled well at all so far. He's right at the back of the field. But now, downhill for home. Three more to jump. Some plan leads by around about a length and a half. The red cap of Sizing John is second. Tell us more has moved into third place from Ben Telemar, who started to be ridden along. Then Jolly Allen just in behind Shane's Hill. Duvan with those. Lamy Serge starting to get a little bit back into it now as they jump three from the finish. Kiwi is struggling. Velvet Maker begins to drop out of it. Some plan gives way with two to jump. And Tell Us More has come through with Sizing John. Here's Duvan moving through into third place now. Shane's Hill is behind this. Then Lamy Surge running on into fifth, heading towards the home turn. Duvan coming into it strongly on the wide outside, but as they turn in, it's still sizing John with a red cap who leads. Duvan is a length and a half behind him. Shane's Hill in third position. Lamy Surge is next, and Duvan has taken it up now. Goes into a slender lead as he comes towards the last flight. Duvan will lead at the eighth and last flight by two lengths. Cleared it well. Touchdown by a couple of lengths. Two in second position is Shane's Hill, who's Backling that out with Sizing John, but it is Duvan, the favourite, collects the opener, ridden out to win by three or four. Shane's Hill in second position, Sizing John in third, Lamy Serge.